Hey, sexy! Welcome to Godfather, Godfather Minute. Minute. I'm Alex Robinson, and I'm Andy Zazavinson. <laughs> Together, we are the Godfather, Godfather Minute, Minute brothers. brothers, here to talk about Minute 69, 69. of the Godfather. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> we need to do a Godfather rap. Totally. Joking. It's about time, right? Oh, as the wait, in character. Or? My name is Fredo, and I'm here to say, oh, you know, yeah. so it'll be like one rap, but each person, like sure. person, would take a turn. To yes. See you know. Yeah. Oh my god. Look totally at Break it down. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's our bonus content, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, well, but first we have to talk about minute sixty nine. Hmm. Minuto numero sesanta sesanta nove nove sesanta nove minuto numero sesanta nove up top mi amigo every time you say that number either in English or or Italian any language I had to go into that oh yeah. Anyway, we're here to talk about minute 69 of The Godfather. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, the minute, uh, in the minute, the mysterious black car, uh, eyes Mikey and Enzo, and then it speeds away. Um, Mikey and Enzo share a cigarette, mm-hmm. and then uh, the cops show up and start grabbing Mikey. Well, in this minute, they don't, they don't get that far. Yeah, they do. They grab him, and then the other car pulls up. Oh, and then you a gotcha! Mis- yeah, a mysterious yeah. figure emerges from the car. So they don't. They grab him, but they don't hold. They don't stand him up straight. No, no, no yeah, they're just they're just, just like collaring him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're patting him down uh-huh. and all that stuff. So uh, uh-huh. yeah, there you go. Um. So yeah. so I assume, talk. I assume the first two guys mm-hmm. were Turks men. Were the were Salazzo's men? The or, car or that came up the first sped away? Yeah. yeah, probably. It's and not identified in the book or the movie, but right. we assume. That. But they don't look like they're cops. They're wearing like plain oh, clothes. that's right. Yeah, very plain clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think then they did they? Where did they go? Did they go to like a payphone and then call the cops and say, "What the, one of the Corleones is know, there?" I asked myself the same thing, and it's so odd because in this one minute. That car drives away, and you start to hear sirens. Right, like almost immediately, and they pull up. So, are they around the corner? That's where they make the fudge. <laughs> it's around the corner. <laughs> yeah, the, so the cops. They must be. I mean, this is before cell phones, and I don't if, think any of them got out and made a a call on a public telephone. But if they were just around the corner, you think they would be there much quicker than just like yeah. their sirens wouldn't be like. Yeah, far away. Yeah. They would have to be close to so. Or they would have even seen Mikey and Enzo in the first place walking into the hospital. They were really that close. And then plus, they would have 
they how would they even if they had even if they went around the corner and then called the police it's not like the cops have cars in their have phones in their car yeah. they would still have to call yeah. like a dispatcher would call mccluskey or whatever mccluskey mm-hmm. would have to call the cops and the cops would have to then go you know <laughs> well, so it's well, what do i have to draw you a map so you understand this timeline <laughs> so maybe the cops were already on their way there for some reason hmm. like just as as like protection for the mob guys or something i don't hmm i guess but just additional like protection. They must, how did they know we were coming? You know, like <laughs> I'm going to look back in the book and see what the timeline is. It no, it, it, I think it happens very fast. The car seemed about to stop, then sped forward. They stayed in the street smoking for what was no more than oh ten minutes. Oh, 10 minutes. When okay. suddenly the night air was split by a police siren. Okay, that makes love. So the okay. movie just com- the movie is different than the book. You got it. <laughs> And so, so yeah, they just compressed the time a little. Exactly. Bit. So, yeah. Or either that, or it took Enzo a really long time to light that scene. Yeah. He was really fumbling around. For Michael a long wanted time. to see how long it would take for him to do it. Like, <laughs> the original version, they did it in real time, so it was just ten minutes of them him trying to light the well, cigarette. And, and then Coppola was such a perfectionist that did about forty takes of that in real time. Wow! So each one was they, ten minutes they, long. They used like like fifteen cans of film just on Enzo trying to light that thing. Oh, they, they were right. They should have replaced him with. Uh, uh, with Robert Redford. <laughs> so was it Enzo who couldn't light it, or was it the actor? Was oh. the actor actually supposed to light the cigarette? And then Coppola said, no, keep it. It's perfect. He's nervous. I think originally this was going to be, this part was going to be played by, uh, was supposed to be played by the actor who played Bruno Tattaglia. Mm-hmm. So they expected him to be really good and suave with the lighter and oh. do all sorts of tricks and stuff. But <laughs> because they had to reshoot this, because Al Pacino broke his foot, they mm-hmm. had to mm-hmm. recast the actor. And then this guy, mm-hmm. you know, he told them, oh, yes, I know a lot about, uh, I can do lighter. Very good. Very good. <laughs> very good. Very good. I used the lighter. I used the lighter. And he assumed that he'd have time to practice before the actual <laughs> filming, and he just kind of kept putting it off. So do you think when the, the roles were shifted that Bruno backstage was giving him pointers, kind of a, a, like an illusionist 101 crash course on how to No, the opposite. Lighter? The opposite was true. What do you he mean? didn't want, because he knew that if that that if uh, oh. Enzo was good with the lighter, it would make him a big star. Oh, it's perfect for him, that role, that lighter. <laughs> they didn't want any, didn't want any competition when it comes yeah. to the suave Italian lighter uh, guy yeah. actors. You know, you gotta, you gotta. I think I think stake that territory for himself. I think we've touched on this before, but my guest is within the mu- the musician, the magician, and illusionist community. Mm-hmm. They they keep their secrets tight. Oh yeah, like, they keep their their <laughs> jokes tight. And their, and their magic tighter. <laughs> I feel like that's probably true. Yeah. It's a good policy to, yeah. to not to tell you. Do you think illusionists are tighter or looser than magicians with how much they share within think, their community? I think illusionists are tighter. Mm-hmm. But because of the power of the illusion, they make you think they're telling you how oh. the trick is done. <laughs> So you're like, oh, that guy's lame. I totally knew how he did every single trick. He's like, did you? <laughs> you like uh, magicians? Yeah. You like magic? Yeah, I do. It's fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. I probably go, I don't know, maybe once a month. Do you really? <laughs> no, no. I <laughs> see. I just tricked you with Whoa. my illusion. You believed me. <laughs> I'm not sure why illusionists and magicians always talk that way. Like what? You believed me. Because <laughs> they have to have a, uh, they have to be all mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably, I don't know. I probably, like, it's a novelty, of course. And I go, yeah. I don't know, every 
four years when I'm in Vegas. Do you remember the last Tahoe. magician you saw? Mm, I do. We went to Tahoe. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> I sound like I'm in a movie now. It's, <laughs> it's either in Vegas or Tahoe, but we tend to go to Tahoe every spring break. Oh. Catch the tail end of the skiing there. Mm-hmm. And we saw one guy who was really well known, but now I don't remember his name. Mm. And he, But he's toured and done all kinds of stuff. It was really good. It was a small venue, which was nice. If David it was Copperfield? A small room. No, no, no. Not that big. Doug Henning? I don't think so. All right. Yeah. He told me his name, but then he made me forget it with one of his tricks. <laughs> that seems like a bad <laughs> trick to do. <laughs> yeah. You will never you will never remember anything tonight, not even how good this performance was. You went to go see Britney Spears tonight. <laughs> and she was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Disappears in a puff of smoke. <laughs> so one more thing about Enzo and Bruno Tatalia. Uh-huh. Do you think Clemenza's wife got her hands on this script and she played a role in switching the parts? Oh, wow. So not only is she doing dialogue, she's actually doing casting, casting decisions, yeah. too. Well, she made the right <laughs> choice. I mean, yeah. Bill won Academy Awards. You can't, yeah. you can't knock success. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I think she did. Maybe she's got some magic in her back pocket. She's definitely a wizard with the with uh, editing pen. <laughs> uh, so... What else we got for this minute? Well, there's a, uh, a bit of a uh, s- uh, symbolism going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enzo goes to light the uh, lighter. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the lighter we were just talking about and his hands are shaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think it's... Are they supposed to be implying that he has like a n- neurological disorder or some kind of... I think you're looking into it too far. He's nervous. Oh, you think he's just nervous? Yeah, he's Enzo the baker. The baker. He's not trained to <laughs> look like a hood. Got it. So, yeah, uh, so he's then, because then when Mikey takes the lighter, mm-hmm. he's cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we forgot to mention too before Mikey takes the well before the car even speeds away, Mikey puts his hand in his own jacket pocket as if he is has a gun, demonstrating to all that he has a gun. Yeah, and maybe that's when Enzo started starting uh, brown in his drawers. So it was like a baking term. <laughs> I was trying to mix it <laughs> up. Brown your drawers bit. for 20 minutes. <laughs> Preheat the oven. <laughs> Brown the drawers. The drawers. <laughs> but maybe uh, that's when Enzo realized how serious this yeah, was. Yeah, we don't know when Enzo realized what's going mm-hmm. on. Do you think mm-hmm. he would have, if he I would have known that, like, <laughs> if he had known that he's in a potential assassination <laughs> attempt? Yeah. I, know, I think he would have stayed. Well, okay. I think it would yeah. stay. But like we talked about last time, it's better to be indebted to the Godfather than, than to be than uh, to have you, the God you indebted to the Godfather. No wait. It's better to be no, in, it's better to have the, the have the Godfather be indebted to you. Yes. By then, staying. Than you than Well just, you wouldn't be indebted to the Godfather if you just ran away. Mikey says, wait outside. He's like, All right, ah! <laughs> runs away screaming. <laughs> Throwing the flowers out in the air. <laughs> For your father! <laughs> or Enzo. Enzo goes... To, later, they go back to the Godfather's room, room number two, where they put him. Mm-hmm. And Mikey goes up to Don Corleone and says, Pop, I'm with you now. And he pulls up the sheet, and it's Enzo, who's hiding in there with Don Corleone. Oh, he's with them in he's, there? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You're That's like, why Don's crying, because his lungs are all compressed with Enzo on top of him. what you had to I move stay here and keep company with your father. Your father. 
Um, Him and his brown drawers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, the lighter. The lighter. Mike's mm-hmm. now already not scared at all. Yeah. By the uh, by the presence of uh Yeah. It's his and it's symbolism like killer. you like you pointed out. But it's isn't it backwards symbolism? I don't know what you call that. I'm sure Reverse that's not, symbolism. Well that's literalism. He's, he's definitely cool as a cucumber and and he's and he shows that he's calm and yeah. can handle he he's he's smart, not like everyone says. Mm-hmm. But he is healed. the one providing the light. Whereas isn't really this the beginning where he is extinguishing the light? His path to darkness. Uh, yeah, I guess so. From uh, it's yeah, kind of reverse. Symbolism. Symbolism. Yeah, you also say it's fire, which has the power to be destructive or mm. constructive. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're he's, right. Uh, he's, I'm sure there are any other scene. Oh well, the other scene where someone lights a cigarette is where, um, Bruno oh, Tatalia tries lights yeah. uh, yeah. lights uh, oh, Lucas yeah. Lucas cigarette. Uh-huh. So, um. I think oh. also what's interesting about this one is that Mike notices the symbolism of it. Mm-hmm. Like he looks at his, he real when he sees their hands yeah. next to each other and that Enzo's hands. But for a baker, you think they'd have to have steady, rock steady hands. Well, have you gone to his shop? His cannolis are not that good looking. Oh, really? They're, <laughs> They're all zigzaggy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why Enzo or uh, Nazarene hired him, not just because he was trying to find a uh, husband for or a cheap cheap labor because he was Italian. Enzo was Italian and repatriated to America as sort of a prisoner of war. We right. talked about that a while ago. Mm-hmm. But Nazarene needed someone in particular who could knead the dough well with his shaky And a guy who could brown the buns well, <laughs> brown the drawers. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we hear a bit of thunder, which I thought was kind of. Uh, um, it's not something you hear very frequently when it's uh, wintertime in, mm-hmm. in New York City, but yeah. uh, I tried to look up, I'm really trying to pin down what day this was, but I cannot find any, um, mm. not astronomical, what's the weather one? That's astrological. Astrological. I yeah. could not find any astrological like information. Like 20% chance of Sagittarius today. Exactly, with yeah. The, uh, <laughs> with a light sprinkling of Aquarius. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I could not find any of that uh, information. So. And we do know that this is one day after the shooting. After the shooting. But we still never figured out the timeline of when the shooting occurred. If it was right on Christmas or Christmas Eve. We have to assume it's before Christmas. Yeah. Or you know, Christmas Eve, yeah. I guess, is literally before mm-hmm. Christmas. But, yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas. But well, we never really see how it impacts their uh, their life. No. So, And I guess the Don just had a birthday in December, too. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the days that the day that the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Oh well, they didn't know it was Pop's birthday. Yeah, well, how do you how do we know that they didn't know that? Mm, you get yeah. add Miss Clemenza to the mix, and you never know what's possible. You think that the Japanese mafia is uh, <laughs> is uh, connected to this somehow? <laughs> Clemenza's <laughs> wife is really the head of the yakuza. <laughs> well, so um, what else we got? That's all I have for minute sixty nine. Not a huge amount going well, on. Also, at the end of the minute, mm-hmm. like. Like you said, you hear this thunder, and it coincides right when this dark figure gets out of the car. Mm-hmm. Cap- enter Captain McCluskey. Enter Captain McCluskey. <laughs> Stand him up. Awesome. One of the, I think, one of the best characters of Godfather 1. And what a great intro, too. He gets out of the car. You hear the thunder. The car door slams, and he's still, he's, he's just coming out of this dark silhouette. Right. 
So a little bit about McCluskey. Puzo writes quite a bit about him in the movie. Puzo writes quite a bit about him in the book that you really don't learn about in the movie. He's really not in it much in the movie no, at all. Not, Just this very brief scene, and then later at the restaurant. In that in that in that in that sense, it is the book is very different than the movie. Let's talk about Captain McCluskey. So here's some background information you may not have known, Alex. Okay, talk it to me. McCluskey's cop. McCluskey's father was a cop. Oh, that's you, not surprising. That's not surprising. I think a lot of those those uh, like early 20th century, 19th century jobs tended to stay in the city jobs, tended right, to stay yeah. in the family. For his father. For his father, yes. McCluskey's father used to walk the same beat. So he wasn't even just a, a cop, but he walking the same beat. Mm. And I think unlike now, cops had a territory, like a neighborhood. Yeah. I guess yeah. they still do. It was precincts. Yeah, and... I guess. Yeah. But I think it was maybe, well, I, I don't remember in the book. I think he did live there in this neighborhood too. Yeah. I think that used to be a That's thing. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So they maybe had a more ownership of their right. responsibility. More familiar with the neighborhood mm-hmm. and who's who and who the criminals, who the troublemakers were and so on. Yeah. I think and, there used to be a lot more beat cops too who'd walk around mm-hmm. with their stick. And, with the nights, yeah. spinning the nightstick. That's awesome. The only equivalent of the spinning the nightstick I I thought about now is a lifeguard who sort of spins their whistle. <laughs> I can't think of any other job where you're spinning some a tool that you you're required to have on you while you're working. Uh, what about like a cowboy with a with like a lasso? <laughs> is that different? Because they're actually that's actually using yeah, the thing, that's not, part not of just absolutely <laughs> fiddling with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good thinking so mccluskey's father was a cop he used to mm-hmm. walk the same beat and collected money for protection mm. it was what everyone did and it's what mccluskey does now too i don't think you were even it wasn't even expected you could live on your salary you just had to take money yeah so it was just part of what you did um uh, yeah not like today right not like today cops are not uh no. you always hear all these stories about like even cops who try to be Mm-hmm. Like above the board, like have to take bribes because otherwise the other cops will be like, "Why isn't this guy taking bribes? Yeah. Like he's going to be a troublemaker." Yeah. So that's kind of hard to get that. Yeah, change the culture of of you know that Definitely, kind of corruption. Yeah. Anyway, I, I hear that in Mexico, a salary, a, a police officer's salary is not enough to live on, so they have to take money yeah. to live. You to pay. Get they're so corrupt. You pay to be a cop there. You probably do. Right. To, yeah. Just to get the job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. To get the concession. Let's not go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's go to visit, but let's not go there now in our conversation. Right. <laughs> so when McCluskey became a cop, he took money, but he really took care of his neighborhood. And, and McCle- uh, Puzo really made him out to be not a great guy, but he took pride in what he did. Uh, and he he would beat bad bad guys up so badly that they would move to different neighborhoods. Mm, he really that. had a reputation for being a badass, right? To, and because he really wanted to protect his neighborhood. Yeah, under different circumstances, I'm sure Mikey could have gotten along with McCluskey if, if the Turk hadn't gotten to him first. Yeah, yeah, maybe they could. Maybe they could have had a good <laughs> relationship. <laughs> And McCluskey, oh, here's an interesting uh, anecdote that Puzo wrote about. Do you know his first name? Uh, Captain. Captain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really was destined you to know, be You know, I have cop. to look back. I don't remember seeing it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm sure it's in there. I don't mind. Yeah. I don't know you know what? Notes. We asked, asked we'll, we'll answer. answer. Captain McCluskey had com- confiscated some betting slips. 
betting b e t t or yes, b e d from a bookie okay b e t t i n g i thought it was the, the the strips that are attached to the mattress that you're not allowed oh, to yeah. oh yeah oh no he wouldn't work. confiscate those or else he'd have to show up in the morning and he'd have to appear before judge and show cause So McCluskey would confiscate uh, betting slips from from bookies that were written in code. And so the code indicated how much the bookie would pay out. Uh Uh-huh. Are you following this so far? So let's just say I'm the bookie. Okay, you're you're the the customer. You come and you make a bet with me. Okay. And I write it all on the slip in code because in case it's... it's, Confiscated. It's confiscated. It can't be used as evidence against me. Um, And so if you... So your code would be like AR... Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars, uh, like Steelers. Okay. No, no Giants. Okay. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So they wouldn't be able to interpret it. No. Impenetrable. But it would have to be decipherable, decipherable by me, the bookie, mm-hmm. so that at the end of that game, I would look at all my slips and say, "Hey, this punk Alex Robinson owes me fifty dollars because mm-hmm. because uh, the Steelers won. The, the Steelers won, and so." McCluskey confiscates all these book these these uh, bookings booking slips. Uh, the bookie would want to buy them back from the police officer, so that the bookie wouldn't get ripped off by his clients. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because then, if he doesn't have those slips, he can't he can't get the money back from them. Now, McCluskey, it's like when you go to the store and something doesn't have a price tag on it, you're just allowed to take it. What do you mean? Just take it? Yeah, there's no price tag on it. That's their fault. You you can't just take it. You got to find out. You got to get a price check. (laughs) I will have to look into that. We'll have to ask and answer that during the during the uh, Alex. I'm your brother, and I love you, but you got to pay for merchandise (laughs) if there's a price tag on it. (laughs) Oh man! All right, I'll scrub this out later. I don't want I don't want anyone to be able to use this as evidence against you in in a court. Um, And so uh, let's see. uh, So McCluskey, in order to so he was going to sell them back to bookies, but he needed to make sure he was getting a good price because if if they were cheap tickets, I'm sorry, if they were expensive, then they'd want to pay. They should pay, want to pay more. Exactly. Yeah, the the captain could get more for it. Um, that's the end of the story. Wait, so McCluskey would would confiscate their books? And yeah, then they it would was just pay him one, back. Yeah, so the the captain would t- hold them hostage, basically. Basically, yeah, and the right. bookie would say, "Hey, you know, I'll give you uh, fifty. I'll give you fifty bucks. So they, you'll be you'll be McCluskey. Go ahead. Okay. You ready? Action! Try the veal. It's the best in the city. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, hey, how much you want for them? Uh, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you forty bucks for them uh, bookie slips you stole from me. Why, you little punk? <laughs> what? What? What is that? All, all you can say in this movie? Come on, I'll give you. Uh, what do you think? Forty bucks? You got another choice? Stand them up. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, okay, I'll stand it up to 45 bucks. That's all I'll give you. <laughs> that was McCluskey choking when the bullet penetrates his yeah, uh, penetrates. That was the McCluskey ne- necktie. Yeah, the McCluskey <laughs> necktie, McCluskey necklace. So Bootser didn't write how he would actually decipher mm-hmm. them. They'd probably negotiate back and forth. I'm guessing. Isn't it just easier just for McCluskey to just say, listen, give me 50 bucks a week and we're all set? No, he wanted to get as much. He could get 
you know, hundreds of dollars for it. But why, like, go, but then he has to, like, arrest them and confiscate their papers every time. Isn't it just easier to just say, listen. Oh, just don't even take them in the first place. Yeah, Protection? like, simplify uh, it. And then I can understand maybe doing that once to get the impression of what the guy, mm-hmm. what the, how much they'll pay. But. Yeah, yeah, that makes, now you're thinking like a cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's more efficient. You just do it once and then you just, you know. Hi, Mikey, Fredo, Sonny. Clemens, I gotta watch out. This guy's after my job. He's finding ways to get money for protection. He's he's taking clothes off the rack that don't have a price tag. He's, this guy's got some good ideas. He's gonna be the last don. <laughs> oh, gee, pop. <laughs> you, you're smart, not like everybody says. <laughs> well, it means a lot to me, pop. Well, they don't get stepped over. <laughs> so I guess Fredo, when Sonny died, was Fredo like, yes, like I get to be the don. Mm. We'll get there. We'll I get don't there. We'll get there, Pop. Yeah. How many? How long is it until um, McCluskey? Until uh, McCluskey gets killed? Minute ninety. Minute ninety. And so, how many minutes are left? That it's minute sixty nine. Eighty minus sixty nine. Carry the one. Eleven. Eleven minutes. Eleven minutes. That's not much at all. No. Eleven minutes till yeah. he shoots oh the turtle. Oh my turf. gosh! So we got to start working on another countdown. We got to start thinking about. Do it. Do you want to put it on our support page now that people vote? Yes. We'll come up with some. We'll brainstorm some next. Um, some maybe we'll okay. talk about that in the bonus content. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll, yeah, that and the Godfather rap. Don't forget Godfather rap, and we'll brainstorm uh, next countdowns. I actually have some interesting other news to talk about in the cat. Maybe this uh, week will just be kind of a potpourri. Uh, yeah. So maybe uh, sounds good. Maybe this one. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So that's it. Let's rate it and let's move on to the bonus content. Oh, okay. Let's get then. to our Godfather rap. Um, okay, so um, I'm going to rate this one two. I mean, you get a little bit of the symbolism of the yeah. the thing, yeah. but it does end on a cliffhanger, which yeah. is good, but uh, you know, not there's only like two lines of yeah. dialogue. You did good, and can I if help you? you? We, yeah, and if you really push the McCluskey stuff into the next minute, yeah, I'd give it a two, two. A two. This is yeah. yeah. Twenty two. Well, this is a little more like a trailer for tomorrow for mm-hmm. next week's yes. episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, all right. I all guess right. that'll wrap up this minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, if you want to listen to us in the, uh, if you want to keep listening to us talk, go to uh, godfatherminute.com slash support, and you can get a little bit of bonus episode, just a buck a show. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're gonna we ask we answer about McCluskey's first name. Godfather rap. Godfather rap, and we're also going to uh, brainstorm um, some ideas. I wrote down brainstorm, but not what we were supposed to be talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you remember what it was? What the we ask we answer? No, I got the we ask we answer, but then I just wrote down another thing that we said. Oh, we should talk about that during the uh, anyway. Who cares? We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, all right. Until then, next time. Um, try, try the, the veal. veal. It's the, the best, best in the, the city. city.